Hi, I'm Barbara. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to The Young Tongues. This is a podcast all about our marvelous and magnificent tongues. Ooh, did I get you going? Well, we had tongue cancer. Ooh, did I just kill the man? Well, don't worry. This is not what you think. Get ready to hear all the ins and outs of our marvelous tongues. For a long time, we couldn't talk. And we have a lot to say now. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Tongues. My name is Barbara and allow me to welcome my awesome co-host, Jamie. Jamie, how are you? Hello, I am doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. Today? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I mean, you had a lot going on. and Yeah, we both did. And, and also, can I just... Just before we brush over that, can I just throw that question back to you? How are you doing? <laughs> You've gone straight back into that friends. <laughs> How are you doing? You know, it always comes back to friends. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm really good. I'm, well, yeah, no, that's a lie. I'm okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> right. But, that's what we're here for. Is it, exactly. That's what we're here for to talk about some updates. <laughs> we have some updates but first first so we've launched the, the podcast just over a week ago and I just wanted to say thank you so so much to the whole community who've reached back to us um we're really firstly we really appreciate that you're listening to us <laughs> and joining in oh my and, gosh yes <laughs> and like uh thank you so much for the awesome feedback we really really appreciate it Yes, like we are, we have been talking about doing this podcast for, gosh, for a while. And then I was like, let's do it. And we finally hit record and we talked and it, we're, I'm really proud of us for getting it out there. So we're very, very appreciative if like one or two people listen or a hundred or a thousand, like we're just so grateful for you guys. Absolutely. And on that note... Um, it's been brought to my attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, in the last episode, I went through like what tongue cancer was, and it turns out that it's not my English accent, and I can't even blame it on me being Swiss and German being my first language. It just happens that I have been mispronouncing stuff for two years, and no one has told me. So. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, so Jamie was but like, "Oh, you... it, you, it sounded so good when you say it like that." I, everybody, it took them into process. Probably they just let you go with it. <laughs> the conviction was there, but it's wrong. It's not squamous <laughs> sarcinoma. No, 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 Jamie. <laughs> Jamie was like, oh, is that how you say it in English? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> so, I straight up played into it. I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, <laughs> I say aluminum, you say aluminum, you say sar I say sarcoma, you say, uh, how do you say <laughs> So I used to say sarcinoma. Oh, okay. But actually the real term is sarcoma. Spelt with a C, not with an S. And I've also now heard that of the, the words squamous 
Um, to be fair, I have heard health professional have health professionals call it squamous, so I'm not alone there. But I have also been been told you could pronounce it in different ways, as in squamous, squamous. <laughs> but I give up. <laughs> I just kind of call it squamous. <laughs> yeah, I think squamous is all yeah. I've ever heard. But basically, we're all on um, this learning journey together. And <laughs> um, yes, my first language is German, and I'm doing all right. <laughs> you know, it was funny that, you know, we didn't think anything of it. I was just like, oh, that's how you guys say different words, like words differently. And then we get messages after the episode <laughs> was aired. <laughs> After all this time, how many times have you said that and nobody corrected you? Hundreds. And not just that, I've done speeches. <laughs> I've done speeches in oh. front of health professionals and no one's told me. <laughs> they must have been thinking, oh, oh God, she has no what? idea. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Ben is your true friend. No, yes. he called Thank you. you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Everybody else, I didn't know any better. Otherwise, I would have been, I would have been right there. But I thought it was so funny. So now we know, and um, you know, now we know it's that good this... to laugh. It's good to laugh about it. <laughs> and now we know that this tongue cancer is called squamous cell carcinoma. Um, well done. Yes. Nailed it. It's 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 locked in there now. It's not going to change um, until the next time I say it. That is. But anyhow, let's get back to the episode. And we have only got a loose plan today. And I have a confession to make. This is episode two, but actually it's episode four. And how I've made that maths work is we have two more episodes which we've already recorded. Um, one about cancerversary and one about the surgery. Unfortunately, the files corrupted on me, so I will be editing it. But for now, we're just going to give you this little episode first. And then if I can make it work, we'll publish the other two. If not, we'll just re-record them because this is how you learn on the go. You make lots of mistakes until you get it right. Yeah, you know, everybody and their mom a podcast, but um, when it really comes down to it, trying to learn like the tech stuff and the editing and all that, yeah, it, it seems uh, it's a little tricky. So if files get lost, that's why we have show notes and we can always go back and record since we know those stories quite well. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. Episode two, which I think it's good. Um, so we just released episode one. Hopefully it's still fresh in your mind. You listen to it. And um, yeah, that was just like an intro of what, you know, what it's about. And now this loose, no plan episode right here um, is very fresh with us because we've both been going through something in the last week or so. Gosh, yeah, about a week ago. Barbara had something happen to her. I had something happen to me. And so we're like, you know what? This is like real life. Let's just talk about it. And um, Barbara, do you want to uh, tell your what happened uh, yeah. this week for you or last week for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
basically it all started around Christmas, to be honest. I had this mother of all colds, um, which was just not letting up. And I was really ill, actually. It was the first time I think I was properly ill with the pandemic now being sort of nearly done. Like all the bacteria, all the grizzly diseases yeah. seem to be coming back to the front. And um, uh, yeah, it's a comeback. It's a big comeback. I'm like, I really didn't need it. It could have stayed, you know, stayed right wherever it wanted to. But anyhow, so I had this really awful cold um, and it really attacked uh, my lungs. And what I found was because I was coughing so violently, it was actually hurting my flap. So I was really worried um, that the flap in my in my mouth attached to my tongue was infected or like really hurt then I had the, like my ears hurt and just everything hurt for a really long time and you know what I think it's unfair I think I've been through enough I don't need colds in my life anymore they can bugger off I'm done with it and that's my attitude to getting sick nowadays I get really really grumpy and I'm just this is just not fair um so anyhow it started to to sort of the cold started coming back and going away again sort of intermittent and I then went on a fabulous holiday to Switzerland um, for carnival and whilst I was in Switzerland I realized that I had something under my tongue so actually on my tongue right next to where the flap is which was the first bump I've had on my tongue since diagnosis so that did freak me out Oh. And the uh, the other thing I had was on my neck, um, but I have so with the neck dissection, I've I've had glands removed, I've had lymph nodes removed, um, and basically where the gland used to be under my ear, uh, as soon as I have an infection or anything, that blows up. It, it's actually a really good early detection system because I go, oh, here we go, something's on its way, but below it, yeah, the, yeah, below it on the back of my neck. Um, I get these nodules that come up and they sort of swell up and again from you know I've had four years of it now I've sort of come accustomed to it and I know when not to freak out and that's like oh it's just because I've got an infection it's all fine da 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 however the gland had gone down and the nodule hadn't and it's been over two months and oh, I was just like, okay. yeah, I was just a bit like, mm, okay, it's been two months. I should probably flag this up now. So um, I had my checkup coming up anyhow. So I had flagged it up. They aren't like my team isn't overly concerned about it. And that's great. And that's awesome. Um, the thing under my tongue looks like trauma. We'll keep an eye on it, you know, and by trauma, what is meant like, I might have cut it, I might have bitten it, I might have scratched it, it could be anything. But it's basically, for the next few months, keep an eye on it, it should heal. If it doesn't heal, we'll cross that bridge then. And with regards to the bump, again, we sort of think it's that lymph node thing of them swelling, but I am going for a scan and a biopsy tomorrow just to be triple sure that it's nothing. And I know I sound really relaxed whilst I'm telling you the story, but obviously what's going in my head is a whole different story. And um, I was really trying to enjoy my holiday. And, you know, I was I, was, I had a fantastic time. I just have to tell you, I had the most amazing time. And 
I had the stamina. And you looked incredible. (laughs) Oh my God. I partied for a week and I haven't been able to do that since pre-cancer. I I had been, I I went back in 2020 to do it and I was so annoyed with myself that I couldn't join in because I was was so flipping tired. But this time I really went hell for leather for it and I just had the best time ever. But yeah, I did have this whole thing in the back of my mind. And then what I think what it is, is once the, once I have the, the appointment to go and see my team, that's when I get the most nervous. And I can be super chill and super relaxed about it. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's nothing. And then I step into that room and I'm like, I melt. <laughs> Just completely melt. And yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know what my my like surgeon thinks of me sometimes. Bless him. Um, but yeah, I was I was so I was like so cool about it, and I wanted to walk in there and be all cool about it. But then I just started talking really fast, and I think he could see the fear in my eyes of going shit, shit, shit. Is this cancer again? Um, that's completely understandable to be like, you know, telling yourself, okay, it's fine been through this play it cool and then you get in there and you're like okay and then it, like flubbing over words and you you know you went through like what you were gonna say to the doctor and be, and be like no i'm good i'm good and then it just like the fear takes over in the driver's seat and you just don't you just word vomit to your doctor you don't even remember and he's just telling yeah. you like this is we're gonna do this and this yeah and i just i just like had this really pent up anxiety which actually and it was like a lot of energy and I ended up like keeping myself very busy and constantly like working basically day and night (laughs) but um but yeah I I really felt within my body this underlying anxiety and I saw a really cool tweet um I think it was by the cancer voices but it was this really like this this basically this tweet that was like cancer not something that you just oh like uh scanxiety has entered the cancer chat it's not like a thing that oh, you just get I saw over that. you saw that it's not a thing that you just get over and done with mm-hmm. it, it lurks like forever and it's just constantly Always. plays on your mind so on that note yeah. so that's my my little story we can continue a bit later but jamie I have heard that you have the you have had an awesomely shit week. So please tell us. <laughs> you know, I, you must have just threw the shit sandwich down my way because, um, like you, I had a like every six months I go and see my surgeon, and he checks it out to make sure everything is okay, and you know, just like how you go in and you get checked up. Um, and sometimes, uh, he, he does, well, not sometimes, every time he does the scope, you know, they stick the camera up your nose, down your throat, and he checks everything out. And this was on a Monday and, um, usually he numbs it, but I think I was just talking so casually with them. We were going over when I ended treatment and, you know, any flare ups, like any blisters, because I still get blisters from different foods that I eat. So we were just talking about that. And out of nowhere, I don't see him grab like the the numbing spray for my nose. And I'm just talking and he's just going to town, shoving that down and I'm not talking anymore. And it burned <laughs> so bad. 
But, you know, I guess he does this, like, every day. Didn't even think about it. And I have a small mouth and nose. And then he was just like, uh-huh, yep, say, uh, say, e. doing all this stuff that you can see. And, you, and there's a TV there, you know, that you can watch the movie. And uh, I, and then he pulled, he hangs it up. And then you're gagging and everything. He's like, yeah, there's some irritation, blah, blah, blah. And I just went silent because I was, like, a little traumatized by that. Because it hurt, but they said it was okay. And then he just scurred. It was, like, so quick. It just scurred me, like, out of the way. Like, a little, go, done, bye. And I was like, huh, all right. I go home, and it's still a little irritating, irritating. And then comes um, Saturday. So that whole Monday through Friday, I was okay. But then Saturday, I wake up, and I cannot open my mouth. Um. Usually every morning I wake up early so I can, I have to physically prime my mouth open. I have to go, ah, I know you can't see me, but all right. So I, I have to do that like a crazy person. And um, I could not do it. I could not open my mouth. The panic I had, because my husband's asleep, my kids are asleep, and I'm like, look at her, I'm like, what? I, I can't do it. It hurts so bad. So then it took me like an hour to get it to open like a tiny little bit. And I told my husband, I'm like, I can't open my mouth. And I think I'm going to go to urgent care. They'll go to urgent care. They can't figure it out. I t they, they look at my, they open up my chart and they're like, oh, um, yeah, we're going to refer you to someone else. Nobody wants to do the work. They just refer, 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 because they look at it and go, we have no idea what this is. So then I go to the hospital um, and I get seen by an ENT or my oncologist wasn't there because it was the same hospital and they're, they're trying to get it. And they're like, huh, we're going to try acupuncture. I'm like, I've been asking for that. Thank you. And I tell them about everything that's been going on and how like, you know, this is a standard thing for me. I can't open my mouth in the morning, but I stretch it out with the popsicle sticks and I have this whole routine so I'm able to talk the rest of the day and eat. It's very important. And <laughs> I was like, I'm almost to my three-year anniversary, and you guys are just now suggesting maybe we should do, like, you puncture. So I come back the next day. I get it done. It's I, – I can't feel anything on this side, so I was like, I don't know. Is it in there? I don't know. And I still cannot open my mouth. So, long story short, it's been like, what? What's today? Today's Tuesday? It's been a week. And I'm still stretching my mouth. Like, this is as far as I can open my mouth. Like, it's like, I, I show on, like, my socials, but it's, like, frustrating because at the, I did the scope and everything looked good. And then this happened where I couldn't open my mouth. And then they tried acupuncture. And then they look at my chart and they say, well, you did have radiation and there is a lot of damage, nerve damage in there, and neuropathy and throwing all this stuff. And they're like, unfortunately, this will continue to get worse, these long-term side effects. Um, so you have to keep stretching. It's going to reset every night. I'll have to be stretching. Maybe sometimes it might be worse than others, like it was this week. And then I got sent home. So that has been what I've been dealing with. And the anxiety of going to bed and being like, well, wonder if I'm going to be able to open my mouth 
in the morning tomorrow. Like it's so that's what I've been dealing with. Um, doctor's appointment. I want. I have other doctor's appointments scheduled. I wanted maybe the acupuncture needs like a couple sessions to see the side effects. Um, but I was like, what about Botox to my jaw? Because it's just like. It's all here, but I got really discouraged when they said the long-term side effects, um, it will get worse. I've never been told it'll get worse. I've been told this is the way, like, it's going to be from now on, your quality of life. But then I was told it's going to get worse, and that that threw me off. So that's where I am now. And what's different about my anxiety this time than when I was going through treatments, that's like, when I went through radiation and surgery, it was during COVID. Nobody was around. I was able to go do my treatment, come home and be in my little shell of sadness. And I could be in my pain. Nobody could see me. I didn't have to talk to anybody. And I could just sit with the pain and figure it out what I needed to do. And I could just rest. I don't have that luxury now. People know about what's going on. I have to go to work. I have to take care of the kids because everything is back to normal, air quote. Um, so it's like now I don't have my security of like really feeling the pain because, you know, we have pain every day, but I'm just like distracting and keeping myself busy. But now it's to the point where it's like I can't hide my pain level anymore and I do have to like ask for help from somebody so I can figure this out. So I was thinking about it last night as I was making our show notes that like, wow, having, you know, in a positive going through cancer during COVID, I wasn't missing out on anything and everybody was at home and I could heal in my own time and I didn't have to show, uh, I didn't show everything on my social media. I showed what I was comfortable with and I did show up and share quite a bit, but there are things I still haven't talked about yet, but I felt like I was more in control. And then now where, you know, I'm getting, I'm doing stuff. It's, I, I don't have my little shelter of sadness and pain. Like I could come into and stay in my bubble. I don't have that anymore. So mm. it's, uh, it's a different feeling this time around, and uh, I'm just a little annoyed, and I'm angry that they gave me an answer, but it wasn't really an answer. It was kind of like, this is what I can tell you in the meantime while I figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that happens a lot, especially mm-hmm. with, like, scans and biopsies and stuff, and it's hard to get your mind off of this. So just like you, you know, you keep busy. Like I've made a whole new calendar and the kids have more activities, but yet I have a lot of pain, but I need to do take the activities. Can't miss Lego limb. Uh, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. It was just interesting to like acknowledge my feelings of being told it will get worse. And I'm like, that, no, no, no. I, I did, I did the treatment. I, I rang the bell. I should be good, but it's not like that. And it's like, it, it may get worse. It may or may not. And I'm accepting like, okay, I'm just going to adapt to a different way now, a different way of, you know, I might not be able to do this exercise. So I have to do this. And, you know, just like with you, like my energy isn't how it was then. I know that if I do this, I'm going to need like two days to recover. So it's, mm-hmm. it's navigating it all that's new. So I, I think, um, 
you know, like talking about it with somebody who has been through it or somebody who's in a different stage of it, be like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, someone who just been newly diagnosed. And if I share, you know, you went, you have the nodules on the neck and, and I'm like, oh, well, I have those too, but could it be this or could it like sharing helps, but it also makes me a little bit paranoid too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. wait, maybe I should ask questions. No, absolutely. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I do, I do want to, I want to stay with it, but because Jamie, I know we, both of us are outwardly really positive people, and we laugh a lot, and we smile a lot, and we do silly videos, and yeah, we try to make light yeah. of things. But the, um, I have to completely be honest with you. This week's been a shit show on my end as well, and I, no, it hasn't. That's completely untrue. It's been absolutely amazing, and then. I had this massive contrast from absolute high to complete low. And and one of them was when I got your message, amongst other things that happened. And I was just like, oh, fuck you, cancer. Seriously? Like, you are seriously the gift that doesn't stop giving. Because as soon as you think you're around one corner, and even though, you know, neither, as far as we know, touch wood, neither of, ha of us have cancer right now. But there's other shit happening to our bodies, to our mental health, which is still affecting us. And I'm, um, firstly, I am so sorry this is happening to you, Jamie. I am so angry on your behalf. And I wish I could take this away and I could take this pain away. I'm also at the moment with me, it's more the mental health aspects. And, and I thought about this yesterday because I, uh, I had an incredible Hulk day yesterday. Yes, there was Monday. I was so angry. From the moment I got up, the whole day, I just, if I could, I would have been smashing things up. I was so angry and I just couldn't figure out why. And then I realised it's my birthday this Friday. I'm going to be turning 36. And I, I don't know if it's because I went to Switzerland and I felt a bit nostalgic about when I used to live there and remember stuff and remember my youth or if it's like now having another milestone but I'm suddenly like I was 32 a moment ago I was 32 a moment ago I had lost loads of weight I was really healthy I had a business which was doing well I had this whole life in front of me I felt invincible and then one moment that all changed and now like, I know I haven't really got anything to complain about because I'm doing really well, all things considering. But I'm having a real crisis that I'm like, shit, I've just woken up and I'm four years older and all the plans I've had have just gone up into the air. My entire life has changed more so now in the last six months than it has before. Like, I've had to make the decision to close down my business, which used to be like my identity. I've changed my work I've changed the way I operate I don't go out every Friday anymore and I, and I I'm not the queen of the ball all the time anymore like I used to be but it's more like I feel robbed and I'm so angry because I'm like piss off like I, I don't want to feel mortal I don't want to know what it's like to feel like oh shit I might die tomorrow I don't want to know that feeling. I want to go back to being 32 and being blissfully unaware that life might end. And yeah, this week's been really hard. 
and it's such a contrast because last week was so amazing I uh, had a, a couple of events I did some public speaking which went really well I might have an agent that wants to like book me out to do public speaking which is absolutely amazing the podcast launched we had this fantastic fantastic response and then unfortunately we got some news from within our group from someone that they've been told oh I'm sorry you've got months left and I'm just like devastated I don't know I uh, that's the thing with cancer and mental health like you know you had this realization but it was years later like you didn't have time to process that and now you are and it's just it's like the cork flew off right and now we can't contain everything and it's yeah like I was angry for a very long time I said I did everything right why did this happen and no answers and I was angry like I felt robbed I should you know I should have been able to do all these things and have all this energy and and the thing is like nobody talks about like you get diagnosed with cancer you have changed completely within that sentence you are not that person who um was you know doing all your business events and being able to go out every night or every Friday like you are you are now this new person that you don't know about and you have to learn about who this person is now mm-hmm. and I feel like you are confident in who you are now, but you had that little twin, like going back home and thinking about like, oh, you know, like this, I I was robbed of this and going back and reflecting on that. But look at what you have, you have come so far, but I don't think it's, um, I don't think you should ever discredit yourself for not having those feelings of like anger and being upset about it because it's genuine. It's, um, you know, you got like, it's normal to feel angry that you were, you know, like I could, you could have done like, I know you probably think like, ah, I could have done so much more, have my business and do all this. And, you know, things totally went upside down, but now you are in a different direction that you're helping, but it's okay to be mad. Yeah, I, I know. And it's really strange because the thing is like, I am, I am also sort of grateful for this. I don't mean, I'm not grateful for the cancer. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I am grateful for this experience in a way. It's really conflicting because yeah. sometimes I'm I'm so grateful because I have seen this light and I am a happier person. I hey, I used to hate myself, really hate myself. And I do yeah. feel that I yeah, I know you know my body and everything. I've I've always been a bigger girl and I used to beat myself up all the time. Uh, at the moment, it's not so much about my figure. It's more about fitness that I'm a bit annoyed with because, you know, anyhow, I need to do the work. Stop complaining and do the work and it will be fine. <laughs> but, but basically, but, and, and I am grateful. And I'm, I'm also, I am proud. I, you know, I do sometimes need to remind myself and pat myself on the shoulder and go, hey, you know what, Barbara? You've been put in a really shit position and you've done something really great by creating the Young Tongues and now following that path and and I'm all I'm all like happy and fulfilled about it but at the same time yesterday there was just something I don't know if it's like you know maybe it is a birthday but I'm like I'm like oh my god so these four years have just evaporated and 
and and I just don't know where it's gone. Whereas before, at least time moved a little bit slower. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it it might be like a general thing, and and yeah. So it's like, yeah. I'm really. I, I'm sure other people feel this way as well, where you feel really conflicted. On one hand, you're sad and you're yeah. angry, and and oddly enough, when I got diagnosed, I wasn't any of that for the first nine months. I was bliss. I wow. was like, I was a really weird what? person. Yeah, no, no. I was like, oh, I'm in a place. <laughs> it's okay if I go now. It's my time. I mean, bullshit. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I was like, I don't know, I found this inner peace. And I do think sometimes that happens when you're facing like, oh, shit, I might die. Oh, I had a good inning. You know, it was good. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, but I I never I never had this. This is one genuinely one thing that I never had. I never had the why me? Why did this happen to me? And mm. the main reason I haven't had that, because I keep asking to myself, well, if I ask the question, why, why me, then why not my husband? Why not my friend? Why not anyone else? And I do sort of see it yeah. a bit as a lottery. It's just a really unlucky lottery because let's be honest, I would have way more, I would have way more welcomed a million pounds actually winning the lottery than getting this shit show. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> well, you, yeah. you know, you take and you give and you take what you get, I guess. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we are lucky. We are lucky because a lot of, yeah, it, you know, it's cancer, it a rare cancer. It used to be. I feel like it's not anymore, but like, you know, on top of it, like, it's cancer. We it are still lucky a, that we are as well as we are. Yeah, and it is still a rare cancer. I think it's just our perception of it because we're in this community and within this world. And yeah. also with the young sure. times we we see more and more people coming through the door but i think in the grand scale of all cancers we are still quite so rare. rare in our age group has to be said um but yeah sometimes yeah. sometimes you know that and that's the thing like sometimes i have really good days and i feel like a superhero and i'm like yeah i'm smashing this i'm doing it and then sometimes it's just not and and i do think there is an element, I don't know how you feel about it, but there is an element of survivor's guilt and yes. guilt guilt in general yes. because there are so many of our peers and lovely people who listen to this who have a way harder time than I do, struggle to eat, struggle to swallow, struggle to speak, um, or in the absolute most horrifying way are being told that they have months left left to live um with not many options available to them so it's like i sometimes feel really shit about feeling shit which i know is a whole another quagmire but i i sometimes feel guilty about that yeah and that's the thing like cancer changes you and it changes the way that um yeah your feelings of the survivor's guilt was so i was like I, what is this i like i just i you can't shake it like you you know i'm able to be like it's okay like i don't want to worry about it we'll get over it. i can't but i gotta talk about it because i can't keep it in and you know i was doing some research last night about like you know um the emotions like after cancer and like how i was like okay let's you know it's like the step like what are the, the levels of grief or you know 
they have like, um, when you're diagnosed, you might feel overwhelmed, then you get angry. And I was like, yeah, that was me. I was angry, but I stayed in the anger phase for like a long time. And there's fear and, and worry. And then you have the hope when you're finally getting there. Um, and then the guilt. And that's, um, I got that from uh, American Cancer Association had like, you know, that was their mm -hmm. mental health, like this little snippet that was on there. And I was like, yeah. And then it just ends with the guilt. There was nothing after that. Mm. And so mm. it's like, okay. That, isn't that interesting though, that they just assume it ends uh -huh. with the guilt and not reconciliation yeah. and healing. But because yeah, it most, most of us don't get mental health support, which is one of the issues because I do believe that earlier intervention you can get for mental health support may maybe yeah. I don't I don't know about this clinically but the less damage you can do yeah and but you know for me personally like I I didn't know like I wouldn't it wasn't even on my radar that this would affect me mentally I was just like okay cancer let's get we how, how are we gonna fix this I didn't mm. think about the mental aspect about it mm. um well, well, I didn't because so I, I was the most mental strong I have ever been in the first nine months. Everyone, you know, including my husband, was astonished by the way I dealt with it. He's like, you're, he, he, I remember that he said something along the lines, probably not quite as romantic as this, but like, I'm in absolute awe yeah. in terms of how you're dealing with this and how you're having this positive outlook and you're so calm and you're not going down the pity hole um because because i'm a dreadful sick person if i have a cold i will moan about it but when i had cancer <laughs> no complaints no nothing just got on with it but i do wonder how much of that was you know that fight or flight that survival instinct because once i yeah so it was about nine months after suddenly things started to change and actually, it was like a little drip, drip, drip effect. And one of the things that really got me down was every time I asked for help uh, within the system of the UK, which meant like bursaries, money, because that's the, the main thing we were struggling with was financial impact. But, but more than that, it was like, I wanted to go to a gym, work with a personal trainer, have acupuncture, have massages um, for, the, for the scars, um, for, to, to loosen the tight um, skin um, and, and, do, and have counselling. And I wanted to do all these proactive stuff in order to, to get better. And every time I asked for help, it was a no. Every form I filled out, every application I made for a even to help us with car parking fees because car parking fees at the hospitals are expensive oh yeah uh, and it and and it was just no and I I think that's when my mental health started to really unravel because I felt I was less of a human now that I had cancer. It's the same with the business, you know, I needed, because we had COVID as well. I was one of those 1 million people who didn't get any support. Um, and I, I wanted to relaunch and restart the business, but I needed investment. And you know what, once you have that word cancer attached to you, you are just not desirable. You're too high risk. And I 
took that very personal and I mm. got very angry about that. I got very, very well, that angry makes sense about because that. your business was your identity. And so, as, as you said, that for it to be like denied and because you looked for cancer to be an undesirable, like, yeah, that probably just shattered like your confidence. Like, what am I going to do now? Yeah, and it, and it was it was a bit like I felt like a second rate citizen. I felt, oh, okay, now you don't want me anymore. Um, and and you know, also that I know again, I sh I shouldn't really complain because I know in the US you guys have like a way worse system. <laughs> Sorry, but you do. But we have like we have benefits over here. Which... Well, what you're describing sounds like yeah, that it. Why does it? Why does that happen? Like when. There's resources that can be used, but yeah, that, that is a very common story here, with, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I just felt, I felt like I had to beg. And also you have to, I don't know if this is maybe different yeah. as a young person, but you have to really swallow your pride and you have to go and beg and you have to make a, a like a case for yourself why mm. you are more deserving yeah. over this help than others. And I felt so irrelevant. I felt so... Ugh. It felt dirty. It it felt yeah really hard. Um and 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 the benefit system here or the benefits that I was getting, I had to go to an assessment, and I had and I was like asked things like, oh, can you put your hand on your head? Can you put your hand on your hips? And I was just like and asked the most ridiculous questions. Um and I was basically assessed as in, oh. are you ill enough in order to be deserving of this money? I, I did get it in the end, but actually, you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I. You had to have your wits about it. How you answered the questions, and that's just as a system, it is just so wrong. Um, yeah, very. I, I. I don't know. I don't think we have something like that. I mean, I. I don't know. No. So it's one of the questions was like, can you pour milk like a pint of milk? Can you pick that up and pour Ooh. it into your tea? And yeah, there was like a point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you're physically able to do stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, but it was so demeaning and it, and it didn't look at me. I didn't feel human. I just felt like a, a reference number and a tick box exercise. Uh, and yeah. I, do, I do think that it, all those little things, all those drip things really contributed to to my mental health unraveling unraveling in the way that it did um yeah and yeah, and obviously anyone listening we would love to hear your experiences and um share with us what what you've been through and also send us any questions um because we do always have a little segment at the end of the podcast where we where we do ask questions um yeah, yeah we we want to de definitely hear from everyone about you know because we're we're still going through things like with cancer so it's like you know we want to soundboard off of you guys too like you know does this you know ring a bell or does this you know have you been going through something similar like you know what you just said about like it feeling like you know like a second rate citizen I just you know, that is oh it just breaks my heart to you know you got sick like it's everybody gets sick and and the way that we treat people like yeah you're not a number you're a person and I think we've lost a lot of you know 
human com- like compassion. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're already going, I, I can imagine you having to like fill out the forms and going into that like interview, just being like, how, but how am I here? How is this happening? And that was quite you close know, after, so... it was quite close after surgery as well. So like I was in bandages, I had tubes coming out of me. And to be oh honest with you, all I, all I wanted to do was lie in bed and sleep. You know, I was still on morphine. Yes. Oh, like, of course. The fact that I could even state oh. my name was an absolute. <laughs> like, what's wow. the date of birth? No idea. <laughs> it's like, I'm out. But yeah, it's just yeah, and and I think I think actually, just just to bring this conversation up again, I, I do think all these yeah. awful awful experiences, but hard things I do think they do contribute to why I am so determined to continue with the young tongues and and maybe be more ambitious in terms of what we can achieve as a collective and as a community and and I'm I'm always so grateful because I must admit I'm not very good with the soft skills I'm better with organizing shit than um <laughs> than doing the hand holding. And I'm but... so glad you were there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I'm so grateful. I really, really want to say that I'm so grateful for the individuals within our community that support each other through treatment and beyond in such an open, heartfelt, beautiful, authentic, honest way. And it's really not Absolutely. a given. This I, I truly believe having spent time in other cancer support community groups i do believe we have something really special here so if you're one of them listening thank you so much for being part of it and thank you so thank much you. for supporting yeah. your fellow your fellow tongue cancer patient and survivor yeah i really see do all the messages and now i sometimes i read i so i'm quiet in that group but i can read those messages and i pull i pull stuff from there and be like oh i'm gonna try that out I'm going to do that. And yeah, it's just, I'm so thankful that we have that now. Yeah. Because it was, you know, is our little community. And also for someone who didn't have that community when I went through it, it was bloody lonely. Yeah. Um, Yes. And that's why we're doing this. And I don't want anyone to feel like I I don't have any resources. Yeah, and I isn't it just lovely to know that there's loads of us with really weird tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take so much comfort. I thought it was, yeah. for a really long time. I thought I was like one out of a handful of people, like in the whole of the UK. No, no, no. There's hundreds of us, and we've all got strange tongues, and they are all beautiful in their own way. <laughs> yes, all unique, and we all have a, a story to share. And I, I'm so happy that I am a part of it I mean it was shit to be here but I'm happy that I'm here <laughs> um so with uh this episode we it, this is what's happening so Barbara with your going in tomorrow for your biopsy um you know we're gonna send all the good stuff your way and this is uh it's we want to have the raw conversations because this is what it's like. It's not, you know, stay positive and you'll be okay. No, like we want to talk about what's going on with us and how, you know, cancer doesn't stop after surgery and even after it's gone. Uh, it still affects uh, little things in your everyday life and 
mentally, any little bump or lump or, you know, anything, it's automatically we go there and we think about it. So we just wanted to touch on like what was happening with us because it happened that we were both having shit weeks and we thought that you would want to hear about it because, you know, it can happen and uh, we're going to keep you updated. I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure all of you can relate to having a shit week. So let's pass on the shit and and lighten the load. If we all (laughs) carry the shit together, it'll be much easier to carry around. Yay, um, we can do it. And obviously in future, we will have themed weeks where we'll be talking about, like I said, surgery, radiation, and and everything in between. Hey, but before we go, Jamie, I hear you have a question. Yeah, so um, every episode I was like, you know what, we're going to do a question at the end of every episode. It could be about anything. Um, And uh, after I was writing the notes and I was like, oh, what, what's something that I can think about? And I thought about how music plays a strong role in, you know, therapy and, you know, how we feel like our, our emotions. But Barbara, what I want to know is, is there any song that cancer ruined for you? Is there any song that you hear and, and it just reminds you of like that time or when you were not feeling great? It's, I have one and I want to know. <laughs> I have one that's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, I do. Um, but I want to end on a positive. So I'll, I'll tell you the shit song first. So, well, it's not, that, it's not, okay. it's a really awesome song. I really like the song. But um, I went to like a cancer escape thing and we were doing karaoke. And this is, this was like my karaoke go-to song. And I started singing and then I realized how absolutely inappropriate it was. It's I Will Survive by, uh, is it is it Gaynor? Yeah. Gloria, Gloria Gaynor. Gloria Gaynor. And I was oh singing God. this. It's, and the, it's but the worst. Well, no, it, it, it is perfect if you have curable cancer. But if you're in a room with people who don't necessarily have cur- curable cancer, I just very quickly became self-aware that I had really chosen the wrong song. <laughs> no, no one took offence. They all joined in. But at the beginning, oh I was like, God. oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How how could I do this? So, yeah, so I have that. But oh I, I need to tell you. Um, so when I uh, when I got diagnosed, I obviously I made it public uh, to all my friends and everything. And I basically asked my friends to gift me a song so i had this spotify list which is called superhuman strength or something like that and asked all my mates to like add their anthems and stuff and that was really really sweet and really really cool and i have a really lovely anecdote that i'm going to share with you but first i was in hospital and i listened to this spotify list for the first time and i realized some of my friends have really weird taste in music And it was great because it really made me laugh because I was sitting there with a very sore face going like, I have no flipping clue what this rap song is, but I'm down with it. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's that. But but the song that encapsulates my tongue cancer uh, experience is a song that my dear, dear friend, Neil Marfell, who's like my festival daddy, he always looks after me and he put uh, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel 
onto my playlist and we literally played it uh, I danced my way down to the operating theater to Sledgehammer oh my god um, the when operating theater theater yes the operating theater so I was like dancing my way down there because I just had all this nervous energy and I needed to dance it out and Sledgehammer was like the perfect song for it. I don't know why the lyrics don't make much sense for this scenario, but who cares? Um, but it also then became like an omen. So every time I hear Sledgehammer, something good is about to happen without fail. And it happened on the day that I was told um, that I was in remission. Um, it also happened, oh, the best one was when I had this really bad infection. Um, I had this doctor say to me oh we're going to give you a sledgehammer and give you some steroids and I was like sledgehammer there you are That's <laughs> I was like wow it's yes so if if you ever are at a party and I'm there if you put on sledgehammer I will go mental and I love it so anyhow Jamie what's your ruined oh song gosh. but also your awesome song there must be two okay I I have two and they're kind of, it's like very much my sense of humor. Okay, the first one, um, I liked the song and I never thought of it like as a sad or before until after I was diagnosed and my husband put it on this playlist or whatever. Um, the fight song. Like I just thought it was like about women, you know, this is my fight song. I was song. like, yeah, it's an okay song. But then like now after I was diagnosed and he put it on like, you know, this like, you can do it. You got to fight. It's like all these like, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, this is fucking awful. And I was just like so <laughs> sick of it. And then I kept seeing, and then I kept seeing it and like, you know, people put it on like their TikTok or and they're like, I overcame, like I could do it. I'm fine. like, I'm going to girl boss. It was always like associated with like, oh, I did it. And, and I just was like rolling my eyes at it. So I was not like, yeah, I'm gonna fight. I'm a warrior. I was like, I, am, I just, I am so, so I am so with you. I hate that song. It, it's so awful. That song. Listen to anybody who is listening right now, and you think that's gonna be a great song to play if you're doing like a montage of like how great everything is. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I would play like Beastie Boys, like yeah. fight for your right to party. <laughs> but. My other, so like, I hate that song. Before I thought it was, I didn't associate cancer with it. And I just, yeah, like, you know, you're going through something and you get, you get through it. Ruined, gone, goodbye, never again. The second song, um, when I went in for radiation, they played a uh, station. They had it on some Pandora station. Sometimes it was like soft rock or it was, um, you know, spa sounds, but one session, it was Alicia Keys. This girl is on fire. I was like, no, oh no. And I was in there and you can't move for 15 minutes. I was like, I, I, my skin is burning off. I'm literally like, oh yeah. my God. And, I mean, but then at the same time, I'm like, it's amazing. Like what, what are the timing? There were so many songs that were pretty that came on and I wrote them all down like today's session was Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville today's <laughs> session was oh one was Spice Girls two become one I'm still trying to get over 
this girl is on fire whilst they are literally burning you. Well, I can't move. Yeah, I can't move. I'm bolted in there, and it's, and she's like, she's belting that in my ear, and I was like. I'm like, oh my God, uh, is this for real right now? And you can't joke about it with anyone. Nobody's in there to share the moment of like how no. funny it is. But I, like, oh, I had a similar. So anytime I hear that, I go, as yeah. I'm you were literally on fire. I had I had a similar in a in an MRI machine. Um, I had the one of the scans in the MRI machine. I think it was no, it was my first one, like pre-op. And they wheeled me and they said, would you like the radio on? I said, yes, please, yes, please. And um, yeah. they said, you're not allowed to move uh, unless it's an absolute emergency. And I had the headphones on and they basically hadn't checked the radio station. Instead of having music, they had uh, basically a really famous um, afternoon chat show, which at the time was about Brexit. And they were just people shouting at each other. And I was I was really <laughs> contemplating, does this constitute an emergency or not? But I, I was too scared to press the button. So I just went so instead oh, of trying yeah. to listen to the interview, I was like trying to listen for this really loud, noisy MRI machine because that was better than what oh those idiots God. were talking about. <laughs> I was like, Oh help, that get me out of funny. here. Uh, I, okay, I, I, the soothing sound of the MRI machine. No, instead it was like a right winger spouting off racist stuff and the left winger getting really upset and then there was a woman crying and I was like, I have cancer, I don't need oh. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you got problems? I got yeah. cancer on my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I think that we should end it on the Brexit. <laughs> um, uh, we're we're exiting sure, a different type of exit. We're, we're exiting, we're but um, make sure you guys follow us on uh, the socials. We're on TikTok and Instagram. Your handle Global. is at Young Tongues Global, indeed. Yeah, and give us a follow. Um, um, there and send us uh, your questions if you have any. If you're going through, if you're newly diagnosed, or if you're in, we want to hear, you know, your story. We want to know. We want to know more about you. And really, and, really, uh, really, really leave. important that you follow yes. this podcast. Hit subscribe. Give us a five star review, even if you think it was crap. Still give us a five star review. <laughs> we just love you for do it. it. Just do it. Just and, and um I'm gonna post something. Uh I wanna know what your your cancer song is too, because I wanna I'm and now I'm curious to hear if everybody has one like we do, because I thought that was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Amazing. Hey Jamie, so awesome to record with you again. See you in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks and keep us posted on everything. Will do. Okay. Take care, my lovely. Bye bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram under at YoungTongsGlobal. Or email us at YoungTongues at Outlook.com. See you next time. Bye.